0: All right, away we go on this big day, the election across Ontario and the various municipalities, including our beloved downtown Toronto. So a lot to grind into. Topics worthy of discussion, the panel has assembled. Mike Van Solen, principal at Navigator. Good afternoon. Great to be here, John. Great to have you here. Adrian Batra, editor in chief of the Toronto Sun. How's Adrian? It's a great
1: day for Talk Radio, John.
0: Thank you for that, Adrian. And Kim Wright is a VP at Helen Knowlton and an ardent new Democrat. How's Kim?
1: Fantastic. Happy election day. Is it? It is. Oh,
0: okay. Well what do you think the voter turnout's gonna be?
1: Look, I hope there's gonna be lots of people who've gotten involved and paid attention and actually show up to vote because as we all know, decisions are made by those who show up and uh, there are so many races that are too close to call with the splits uh that it will ultimately come down to get out the vote strategies.
0: Exactly. So uh my question though was what do you think the turnout'll be? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> somebody here angelo's email he says i'm predicting a 20 percent vote no
1: no i mean no. last time it was we'll somewhere in not. the early 60 yeah. percent i think mm-hmm. it's going to be somewhere around in there the advanced poll balloting uh while well, they had one fewer day it was basically on track of where it was last time all right so, he's
0: cynical he's uh dubious that this is a, a change election because i was not, asking it's not it's, it's not it's a change election a that's the
2: problem too. that's why there's look ontario the provincial election was a change election so we saw an extraordinary turnout but this is not a change election at, like at the city of toronto at the very least with respect to who the mayor is going to be so there's there's less motivation and yeah we had the, our hiccups shall we say with respect to all of the drama that happened um cutting the size of council minor dip john in uh, the uh, advance polls minor but vast majority of us go and vote today and um there when i went to vote earlier um before I headed to the newsroom, there was a lineup in in my ward. Well, there was, yeah, there was, and it wasn't like swirling or you know snaking around the corner, but it was long enough that uh, I had to you know, put in a good hour in the polling station, which I don't normally have to do. And it was um, about 11 o'clock when I actually went that's to go. That's a solid French line. So up. that's a good, uh, it, was, it was a good, um, it's, it's a good turnout thus far. I don't think that we're going to see a lower turnout. I think we're actually going to see um, a, a healthy one because a lot of individuals who are watching this have observed it, know that, you know, we're cutting it to 25. Um, this is a decision that so many Torontonians have to make that is going to affect not uh,
0: generations to come. All right, so it's not a change election. You said there was a big turnout in your ward. Can I ask which ward yeah, it is? Yeah, Ward
2: 15. So, w- Councillor Jay Robinson versus Councillor John Burnside. So, you have two strong incumbents right. um, who you know we did our council endorsements yesterday in the toronto sun and we, we it was a draw i mean they were both they right. both deserved to be there uh so i think um as Kim already mentioned get out the vote matters today like more so than anything especially right. for the incumbents who have had a 65 75% plurality in the past uh this is this is like their their careers or their their council careers are on the line so they've been you know busting
1: their chops and it's also the hearts and minds of council going forward for the next four years that you need 14 votes on this new council whether that's from the mayor and the mayor's working coalition or whatever coalition takes the floor of council and those coalitions shift uh, so who gets elected? It, will it be an activist council? Will it be, and how do they deal with the new provincial government as well? Uh, there's a lot of decisions. So people are taking those ward races very seriously this time. Yeah,
0: you know, if we're all uh, in agreement that this is not a change election per se, might be maybe one or two upsets because the incumbents have a decided advantage. Right. As well as the fact that, uh, you know, on the left in council, there seems to be the party apparatus of the NDP – Whereas the other councillors, you know, who are to the right or the centre of the political spectrum, don't seem to enjoy that same kind of, you know, mobilising the union support and everything like that. Kim, you look quizzical, but Mike Van Solen, am I wrong about that? No, I think you're you're right on. I think the NDP have used Toronto City Council and municipal governments uh, across the province for a long time as sort of a breeding ground, improving ground for their own party apparatus, uh, their future provincial leaders. The uh, the NDP machine seems to me is more present in this election with a, a number of different councils around Around the city, Joe Mahavik uh, in the, the ward that I live in, uh, with uh, Matthew Kelway, uh, you, you know those councils are counting. Yeah, are counting on the uh, counting on the NDP machine a little bit, and so the others uh, have to cobble together uh, teams in, in sort of different fashion. So you just don't see the two main, if I can describe it that way, with great respect to Kim, if you don't see the two main Liberal and, and Conservative parties sort of organizing, I, I I don't feel on the ground in the municipal election in the same way.
1: I think that might have been true in campaigns past. That's certainly not the case this election. If you look at uh, some of the uh, council races like uh, Councillor Mike Ford. Now, fair enough, it's the Ford family, uh, but uh, there are a lot of uh, prominent Tories who are out knocking on doors. Liberal politics have been uh, getting more and more involved at the municipal level, so I think it's, it's also an opportunity, which I find fascinating about municipal affairs, is to develop that broad coalition. People you've never got to collaborate with because of partisan affiliations actually get to come together and do some pretty remarkable things in campaign
0: Oh, in campaigns, I was going to say in council, really? I've been paying attention. I <laughs> yeah. never saw that, uh, which is why I was hoping there'd be some something to upend the status quo. And I noticed in your editorial that you said, you know, endorsing various candidates. There were a couple of, I don't want to call them outliers, but new names that mm-hmm. made uh, the radar yeah. as as opposed to the incumbents. Because if the incumbent incumbency is a default position, then we're going back to the same old, same old, albeit a smaller version.
2: Well, those of us who are you know, sort of on the center right or political right of the spectrum, we're constantly being lectured by the Progressives and saying how, you know, we're the knuckle-draggers and we're the ones that are keeping women down and in the kitchen and all these things. Yet, ironically, it was the left, the progressive left, that allowed three white males to continue on as incumbents, Councilor Perks, Mike Layton, and Joe Cressy. They were um, put in that status quo position, and instead of having what um, has been described to be by many on the left were younger Progressive, um, non-white, and so I always find, I find that sort of part of the narrative um, being a little bit not talked about. So I'm happy to bring it up now. But it's overall we're going to see far, far too many of the um, same faces returning to City Hall. Um, that's just the reality and the power of incumbency. Only in two of the wards across the city is there no incumbent. Um, maybe three if you put an asterisk where Shelley Carroll um, quit and then decided to come back in the, after she lost in the provincial election. So this is the reality Toronto is going to continue to face for another four years and then perhaps another eight years after that. Then we're going to finally see some some fresh fresh voices and, and fresh perspective. But I think, generally speaking, we're going to see overall status quo. The question though, I think, and, and Kim brought this up with respect respect to the 14 and then in, in a working mayor's coalition that is what we're i'm certainly watching for is of those 14 or 16 who is it that will be able to work with mayor tory and who will mayor tory be able to work with
0: well you know it's interesting because a uh, case in point in ward 12 toronto saint paul's he's actually come out and endorsed joe Mehevic and at first blush, you go, wait a minute, Mahovic—they're not on the same page. Right. But then the strategy is: Matlow is also an incumbent, and Matlow was a spanner in the okay. works. He used to piss Tory off big time, it's a pain in the butt.
1: So, in fact, not only does the left endorse Councilor Mahovic, but <laughs> <laughs> so too did the Toronto Sun. So, exactly, uh, universal. So, <laughs> there's a lot of, so Joe Mahovic is a pre-amalgamation counselor, but he's also a counselor who has been able to work with mayors, whether it was Mel Lastman, David Miller. Uh, he has been a chair of the Board of Health, vice chair of a whole bunch of other things. He is one of those counselors who, regardless of the mayor, is a good coalition builder and a good barometer of things. Councillor Matlow uh, has a uh, has always had the perspective of being okay with being a lone wolf on council, and and taking that to a conversation about how does he uh, feel about evidence based decision making, especially around transit, and he's not afraid to go toe to toe with the mayor. So ultimately, yeah, but be- he's
0: still, you know, he's still arguing for LRTs in Scarborough. It's like slow down, pal. We've had this debate. That ship has sailed. Tory told him, uh, you know, in no uncertain terms, maybe three years ago. It's like give it up already. The money's come in from the province, and uh, this is all ready to go. And yet he's still being petulant about, it. you know, uh, on this matter, too, of uh, others like, uh, well, I noticed where your endorsement in Ward 10 Spadina, Fort York, where it looks like Cressy has a stranglehold, Kevin Vuong, yeah. who is a, a Vietnamese Canadian.
2: Great backstory on this young man, um, child of course, a child of uh, Vietnamese immigrants. He serves in the Canadian military as, an, in, in, as a naval officer. He's uh, he's been in um, the business community. He's worked as an advocate in his in his own area for for a number of years. Fantastic story. In fact, and even last week we ran a, um, we had a conversation with Mister Vuong. How Cressy basically said to him, uh, you know, don't run. Don't, don't, don't you dare sort of d- come and d- jump into my area. But what's also interesting is Cressy and Layton flipped wards as well. I mean, there's a lot of sort of narratives happening around here. But Kevin Vuong is someone who I I mean, as much as I'd like to see him be successful tonight, I don't think he will be. Uh, the power of incumbency is far too strong and and um, and, and get out the vote is, is going to matter. But he is a name and a face, uh, John, that we will see from in the future. And I think that's a a positive.
0: Well, and this is the thing, I guess the takeaway as I'm looking at the list, ward by ward breakdown, in some cases there are a dozen, maybe more, who are running. uh, And it's fairly reflective in terms of the names that there's different ethnocultures that are represented, the broad diversity of the city, and yet we may not get that as the result. uh, So a lot of people are going to fall by the boards, and Kevin Vuong was one who showed up. Then on the other matter that was alluded to earlier, you know, it's sort of an entry-level position to uh, bringing up, you know, uh, the in the political food chain, the trustees. I mean, I, you know, I've got no idea who the trustees are and what they represent in my name. And- Kathleen Wynn, thats how she gained her entree into politics. Except as for well.
1: Christina Blizzard, <laughs> yes, yeah. she's running. But yeah. you, but you also have seen a lot of people have different careers. But you also, as much as everyone likes to call even Toronto City Council the the you know feeder leagues and what have you. There are a lot of people who take being a counselor incredibly seriously because you're dealing with the largest city in Canada and the <coughs> sixth largest government in the country.
0: Well, I was talking about trustees. But
1: trustee levels. You're also dealing with a population of students that is bigger than the size of Windsor. By I know,
0: but what I'm I guess I'm saying is this seems like an afterthought.
1: It has become an afterthought. I think, and it always is, uh, unless you have kids in the system. Uh, but there are some really remarkable, uh, dedicated pus- public uh, school trustees and Catholic school trustees who have no interest in doing anything other than look out for our kids.
0: Well, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where I guess I lament that not enough attention is paid to this particular cadre right. of people who have, you know, put their names forward uh, since everything, all the heat and, you know, four people in the uh the debates and uh, some, you know, we are also going to be also rands, but uh, nonetheless, it is what it is. The change election, uh, you're saying it ain't going to be. Uh, maybe there'll be one or two outliers. We'll come back in a moment, pick up on uh, some of these points, and then stray off to other matters that are not so much election-related with our topics worthy of discussion panel. Mike Van Solen, Kim Wright, and Adrian Batcher here on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. There are no political parties, so that even though it might be apparent that uh, you know some group or other uh, you know, form a majority of the city council, they're all people that are elected on their own, under their own name, and no party. And so each time you want to put something forward, you have to go out and seek the support of the councillors. So in this case, you're seeking the support of 25, and not uh, 44 and that makes a difference but uh, otherwise I think business carries on and I think really what people want to see is that we work together.